Welcome to Secondhand Thoughts. This is a show about making art and kind of about plagiarism. The reason I say that is because all art is iterative of other art. So we're just going to kind of bumblefuck and talk about whatever we want and make art out of it. You may have noticed that we're going to steal some shit and make a commentary. We might accidentally quote. We might make a reference. You might catch on to that. And that's great. Uh, My name is Bailey. I am a human being who's of the homosexual variety. <laughs> With me today is... Hi, I'm Joey. Um, jury's still out on the human part. Uh, I have slept <laughs> with men as well. <laughs> okay. I mean, that is the standard that we require to be on this podcast. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> Yeah, I was debating if, like, I care enough to talk about my profession, but, like, no, nah, I don't need to know all that. I think, so, I think it's for the best what, I keep I wanna... mine separate from this, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I think the same. Um, <laughs> so, I want to start off with a question for you, Joey. Okay. Do you feel like an artist? Do you feel like an artist? Um, I do feel like an artist, actually. Um, I do, too. But, like, in that in that nebulous, like, human being kind of way, and not in that I make or sell art. <laughs> yeah, like, not professional, but very much an artist in the way that I think every other human being is an artist, but so few people, like, like are willing to take on the identity unless they've mm. been, like, paid for it in some way, which is, like, stupid. You know, people are cooks when they're, like, passionate about it whether or not they're paid for it or not. You know what I mean? Or yeah. like a baker or whatever. I'm a cook um, and I'm not even passionate about it. I just, every <laughs> night I have to have dinner and I hate it. Right. <laughs> Forced to spoon shit into your garbage body. We all have to do it. Um, so in the same way, this is going to be a podcast focusing on the creation side of creativity because um, as we've established, we're both artists. And um, I think that it is more useful to collaborate and to talk about stuff to inspire ourselves and maybe somebody else out there. Like, I'm not here to pretend like we're going to, like, actually help anybody. Um, But we might say something here and there that, like, you know, that could be interesting for someone, I bet. You know? (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So each episode, we're going to... Absolutely. Um... (laughs) The spirit of Gia Gunn's gonna haunt this podcast. <laughs> I can feel it now. She's already here <laughs> with us tonight. <laughs> I we're gonna find out we have a lot of problematic faves, Gia Gunn being a, in the Pantheon. Gia, if you're <laughs> here right stand- now, can you move the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Do you smell that? It's fresh tilapia. <laughs> God. <laughs> okay, fuck. We're gonna get canceled already. <laughs> Okay, so each episode we're going to basically have just a single word, and whether or not we stay on topic is beside the point. It's going to be the framework that we'll refer back to, but I'm sure we're going to wander our way all over the place. So, beginning is, our topic is beginnings. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's a good thing to... We're starting with, we're starting with beginnings, exactly. So, Joey, have you ever began anything? 
Um, Bailey, I begin something every day, and that is the day. Oh. <laughs> oh wow. I wake beautiful. up every morning against my better judgment, um, and I start the day. <laughs> and I, you know, mornings are actually really important to me. Like I, I have a whole ritual. It's sort of like my holy time. Where you show um, your hole, yeah. I show my hole usually. Like I'm not sleeping with clothes on. Um, it's actually that's Wait, a big. Really? That's yeah. Oh god, yeah. it's I'm so big... sweaty at night. I need layers. <laughs> that does happen to me sometimes. I wake up in the middle of the night and I just like grab a towel near my bed and lay it out and just go back to bed. It's the whole thing. Sob it up. <laughs> just sob it up. <laughs> um, but no. So like I I get up. Um, I start my coffee, I put my bed away, like I got a, I live in Japan, so I got like a futon, I got to fold it up and put it away, and then mm-hmm. I take my coffee, I put a little bit on my altar for the ancestors, I drink some of it myself, I pull a tarot card for the day and just sort of like check like where we're going to be, where we're going to end up, and then I write uh-huh. uh, longhand three pages in my journal, um, and don't even post a picture very... of it on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's powerful. That's self control. Um, <laughs> I'm very like impressed. You have a very like thoughtful morning routine. Yeah, I love it. It's so important to me. Um, I wish it didn't feel like my day peaked right there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all downhill. It's all downhill. From you wake there. up. You wake up and you climb an emotional mountain and then you just ski down it the rest of the day frowning. <laughs> yep. I go to work and I just sort of like sit. <laughs> <laughs> I also, okay, so I also love mornings and this is like a new development. So I still also like nighttime too. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you how this bites me in the ass. I'm giving too much away. <laughs> okay. So I get up most days like around 530 for work and it's like a whole little ritual I do with my cat. Um, mm-hmm. And we like scream at each other. We both eat breakfast together. Um, he'll stare at me in the shower because he's a pervert. And then, um, like, I like go off and like I wiggle around, go about my day. And then at the end of the day, we kind of like have our nighttime ritual of like, uh, like getting each other ready for bed a little bit. And it's so cute. But I also really like to stay up late. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I just don't sleep. <laughs> Um, I sleep the absolute minimum I need to. I don't, like, unpopular opinion, like, I'll do a nap here and there if I, like, feel like I need it and it would, like, make my waking hours feel more beneficial, but I otherwise just fucking hate sleeping. Like, (laughs) I have too much other shit I'd rather be doing. Does that make sense? I, I understand the feeling and I've been there at various points in my life, but right now I fucking, I'm in bed by, I literally, I'm asleep by 9pm every night. (laughs) so for beginnings um what is like something you began that you like were really happy you you like started other than this podcast which is like (laughs) we're gonna be like the next like joe rogan like i I feel it now need you to stop saying that out loud (laughs) i'm manifesting i I, I don't need to we're gonna post a transcript and google's gonna pick it up and then it's gonna be like SEO nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) God. Um, Like, I think, like, for me, I I think of beginnings usually in terms of, like, practices. Um, And, like, the practice I began around my birthday, like, around um, fall of last year. 
was that I started this like journaling practice of just doing three day three pages every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I got it. I've done it a few different times throughout my life. It's like I got it the idea from like the morning pages, um, which is something that like some creativity experts who is it? I think it's Julia Cameron. Uh, really popularized it where you just you wake up and the first thing you do is you try to get all of your thoughts out of your brain while you're still sort of like half sleeping um what do those thoughts normally like come out as because i feel like for me <laughs> they'd be like <gasps> that's <laughs> that's just it so i used to i used to do it the way she recommends it um like writing in bed just sort of like trying to get it all out and it was painful it, like I am not, I am not a human being at that point. I'm not thinking yeah. in thoughts or words. Like <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> a, a string of sounds and me scribbling on the page. Um, so like I'm just now, imagining like terrifying ink blots in your journal yeah, of just yeah, like just whatever. Again, Rorschach paintings. Like, like. <laughs> 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 um, no. So now, now, like my current practice is like you know I have the coffee, I have the tarot cards. It like usually it's like thirty minutes, forty five minutes after I've woken up, I start writing, um, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's it's changed my life it's revolutionized the way that i look at the world um wow <laughs> it's Powerful. just it's like it's it's a time like i've i've thought about it as multiple things in my life uh in the like 6 months since i've started doing it but what i'm settling on right now is it's sort of like taking myself out on a date like first thing in the morning like i'm just spending some time with myself getting used to my thoughts um and it's a good practice of like having those thoughts looking at them and then not, you know, reacting and judging. I tend to judge myself a lot. And it's nice not, like, have some time in the day where I'm not a bully. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about what you mean. I have only positive self-talk. And, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, like, walking on air every fucking day, actually. So I'm super fucking sorry for you. No. <laughs> um, I, I think that's really sweet. I think that's a nice way to, like, mentally check in with yourself. Because, like, mm-hmm. I'll... I don't necessarily do, like, journaling or anything. Like, um, the, the one form of, like, art that I feel, like, the most confident in now, and in always, mm-hmm. is, like, poetry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying my poetry is good, but it's, like, better now because I'm reading other people's work and, like, um, like taking inspiration mm-hmm. and, like, actually, like understanding forms a little bit better or whatever yeah. the fuck i don't know i'm sounding hoity-toity um, <laughs> oh we got a poet like, up in here we got a academic oh that, <laughs> like i don't know why it's so embarrassing compared to like other art i think maybe it's because like it's poetry, because we're american there's something i was <laughs> it's because we're american yeah <laughs> if i was french i wouldn't give a shit i'd be smoking a fag and <laughs> <laughs> i mean you often do uh, <laughs> yeah i smoke them like salmon <laughs> I put them in a box with some wood oh, chips, God. and <laughs> um, but like it's one of those things where like I absolutely loved, I absolutely loved writing uh, poetry as a teenager, but it was so depressive. Like I remember Sylvia Plath was like the first poet that like I really connected with, mm-hmm. um, which tells you some things about me. <laughs> <laughs> I already knew this about and what you. I was writing. But I'm no longer trying to like write that like very like tragic type of poetry. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I 
I still enjoy like exploring those themes, but mm-hmm. like I now prefer other artists who don't necessarily dwell in that like Mm-hmm. Or they go about it differently, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it feels less depressive and more so like expressive. Wow, that's great. That's I should that's sell already that to poetry. Somebody. Like you're that's poetry. You're here live on on air. Poetry. I I also I don't read a lot of poetry, but I really love the idea of it. I think about it a lot. The idea of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> the concept. The raw concept. <laughs> I love I love the I I do actually. So, like, I read poetry, I just don't seek it out, um, but, like, I've been greatly impacted by things that, like, I find on the internet. Like, on my Tumblr, I'm often getting, I follow people who like poetry, so that's probably... Yeah, a... there's honestly, <laughs> there's, like, surprisingly really great poets, like, online. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got, um, oh, God, okay, so here's the part where we bring like media I, you don't have to do this but like i brought in like a poem um <laughs> of like it's not my own we're gonna we're gonna make our after the show we should have said that in the intro each episode we're going to basically take the inspiration from our conversation and before the episode's over we have to make an art out of it and the art can be like a poem um a little screen play like, it could be whatever the fuck. It could be a knock-knock joke. It could be an interpretive dance and the other one has to describe it or whatever. Like, I'm doing obviously a we're gonna decorated get... rock pet every episode. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, well, might have to transition to a video uh, <laughs> show if that's the case. Um, so we'll try to keep it entertaining for audio for our, <laughs> if anything, just for our own sanity. Um, so... Um, one of the poems um, that I brought is actually the one that got me back into writing poetry. Um, this is a shout out to Rachel McElroy of the McElroy podcast fame. Um, she does the show Wonderful with her husband Griffin. Mm-hmm. And she, uh, like, will every once in a while do a segment called Poetry Corner. And I really enjoyed listening to it. And what I've really enjoyed about her taste is that it's very like approachable forms of poetry. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't take a whole like hour to dissect it. Like it's very much just describing an experience and like anybody could pick up meaning from it. Yeah. And, like uh, it's, it's generally more like, or I don't know what I'm trying to say, whatever. I think, I think I get it. Like what I like about poetry is that, it's it's like the human experience is so complicated and we try to make it mm-hmm. we come up with all these words to try to make it like easy to explain and we kind of make do with them um but i like mm-hmm. poetry that they sort of like it sort of like accepts how difficult it is to describe just normal human experiences um yeah that's honestly i I'm, you actually helped me find the words which is funny because that is how i feel about poetry is that we have these complicated human experiences and i feel like many of the poems that I'm most drawn to are ways of phrasing that incredibly like human mm-hmm. experience or feeling in a way that like you just see it and you're just like yes that's it you did it you yeah, found yeah, the yeah, words yeah, for absolutely. it <laughs> like that's what makes me so excited like whenever I hear like a poem like either like through wonderful or like um like on tumblr I'll see a bunch of like great poems I'll buy the like whole poetry collection like I've now I have now a stack of like poetry books some of them I've read some of them I still haven't even cracked open but even if I like one poem I'm just like 
great. Do they have a book? Great. I'm going to put it in my <laughs> cart. I'm going to buy it. Um, and I found some really great stuff that way. Nice. So the poem that I'm reading is called Shedding Skin by Harriet Mullen. Um, this is the one that I wrote in the beginning of my poetry journal as kind of like inspiration mm-hmm. for the kind of stuff I wanted to write. All right. Pulling out the old scarred skin, old rough thing I don't need now. I strip off, slip out, leave behind. I slough off dead scales, flick skin flicks to the ground, shedding toughness, peeling layers down to vulnerable stuff, and I'm blinking off old eyelids for a new way of seeing. By the rock I rub against, I'm going to be tender again. Did I read that clearly enough? Yeah, I think it was clear. Okay. I was getting a lot of spit in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the the difficulty of working with microphones. You're always going to have a lot of spit in your mouth. Um, I didn't spittle, though. Mm. You can. It's not (laughs) a video podcast. (laughs) I'm just going to start drooling. I'm going to let people figure out if I'm drooling or not from now on. A little ARG. (laughs) I do love... um, I think being American, we we listen to a poetry reading, and I think we both have to fight, like, making jokes afterwards, you know? <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, like, okay, here, so here's the thing, is, like, um, our one of our friends is, like, very good at, like, calling me out when, like, something is corny, mm-hmm. and I'll say that it's corny, and she's just like, whatever the fuck, it's corny, great. <laughs> Corny's all right. That's fine. <laughs> It's an okay thing. And, like, yeah, this is, like, a corny-ass poem about, like, trying to not be an asshole anymore, which mm-hmm. is, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like, that, it's an admirable goal. I think, like, the reason why it was, like, my, like, gateway poem back into poetry is that the kind of imagery of, like, taking off old skin and trying to be tender again is just, mm-hmm. like, oh, that was, like, the feeling that, like, I captured, like, in, like, the poems that I was trying to write as a teenager was like, Mm -hmm. I just felt so raw and exposed and I was just trying to express that. Mm -hmm. And like, since then, like I was like embarrassed about my poetry. I like shared some of it, but it was like not well received. So I was just like, okay, well I'm never going to do that again. But I heard that poem and I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to try and be tender again. I'm going to try and like write about those softer parts of myself. And I'm not going to try to like, I'm going to try to not feel embarrassed about it. Um, yeah i think like i don't write i don't i don't write poetry per se you don't write but i <laughs> i write quite a lot actually and like I, I know that's about you this is why it's funny <laughs> when i when i journal like what i'm essentially doing is writing freeform poetry just for me um yeah totally and and i think like at times and still do regularly feel embarrassed by like trying to be just trying to be earnest in general, but especially on the page and like having to see my own um, writing and my own feelings like laid bare and laid bare, usually not very well. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. It's like without the, like, like obviously like I'll read very talented poets mm-hmm. and like on one hand I feel like jealousy cause I'm just like, I really want to like write how they do. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's just like, well, that's something that comes with practice and yeah. like more experience. Like, like <laughs> if I don't do it, I'm not going to ever get there. Something that really helps is acknowledging, like, 
just how fucking difficult it is to to describe you know the human experience and like and express it yourself like express mm-hmm. it from your point of view um but like that's like what art that i think matters most does mm-hmm. you know like so i love going through museums um so uh another beginning i've been seeing a man um oh. and for one of our first dates we went to a museum and like going through a lot of the artwork there it is like you can kind of just tell like what is like somebody's like perception about something in the world or Mm -hmm. like something specific happening to them and like what is like a man having a feeling (laughs) for the first time (laughs) i'm talking specifically about like there's this one i wish i got his name i feel bad calling him out but i don't really of this dude who took photographs of people like Mm -hmm. obviously people like having like hard lives and then he decided to take a photo of himself and then like put the photos right next to each other so this is like a slideshow Mm -hmm. so on one side is the photos of these like hardened people on the other side is a photo of him trying to mimic their expression so he's like trying to like basically visually show him learning empathy and his eyes in every photo are just like so soulless and robotic it sucked the moon from the fucking sky like i really couldn't stand it <laughs> so like i'm not saying like all art is like good you know like not some or you know what I mean? Like, all mm-hmm. art is, like, fun or important. Or, okay, no. Hold on. Like, this is a hard <laughs> thing. I, I'm not going to try to generalize, I guess. Um, some art is bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think so. And uh-huh. some, of my, some of my art is bad. So, you know, I'm sure and you'd it, have critiques for me. It still says something about artifice and performative um, empathy and things like that. It's still, yeah. like, even bad art says stuff. Um, just sometimes it says it bad. <laughs> Do you remember, um, so both Joey and I, we attended the same college, if you want to, uh, dox us. Please don't. Um, please don't. Please don't. Um, we might, we can consider editing that out. <laughs> um, I think it was our roommate and I, I, I can't remember if you were there, attended a art lecture. Um, this is like, uh, again, beginnings. Oh no, I, think I this skipped was that like, one. No, I skipped it. Yeah. I was going out with someone at the time and we had sex instead. Oh. Well, <laughs> you honestly, I don't know. I honestly don't know what one would have been better for you. Because, <laughs> like, the, okay. So, this, they invited an artist. This is like at the beginning of the quarter. Beginnings. See, we're on topic. Um, and they invited this uh, visual artist uh, doing, I believe, oil paintings. And uh, what we found out after the fact is that he actually had the same name of the artist that they were actually trying to invite. This is a man of the same name, um, who did a lot of paintings that were, like, kind of, like, like, they were, like, just okay, like, I, a lot of them were, like, kind of shitty portraits or whatever, and it's just, like, yeah, this is, like, fine, I mean, like, he's a, a really rough style, like, maybe they're showing us this, like, on purpose or whatever. Um, and then, like, the end of the presentation, he's just, like, and this is, like, my new collection that I'm so excited to show or some, some shit like that. And it was just portraits of women standing naked in a corner and pissing. <laughs> just, just pissing. And 
at this very liberal, liberal arts school, there were some people with some opinions about that. And, um, so, like, here's the thing, is, like, what I've, what I've since kind of developed, like, my opinion around mm-hmm. is, like, the concept's not bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's kind of, like, like, showing women, like, primal and gross and fucked yeah. up. Like, I, I do kind of fuck with that. Like, that's cool. And it's like, okay to make I really enjoy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. There's spaces for that. Um, but, like, so there were a lot of, like, very, like, feminist, like, speakers there. Like, mm-hmm. very much involved in, like, feminist politics. And they're just like, so, like, what is your intention with this? Mm-hmm. Like, like they really offered him, him, like, an olive branch of just, like, so what's up? Like, <laughs> and he was just like, this man just straight up, like, looked at this, like, crowd, like, about to light pitchforks and, like, torches and shit. You don't light a pitchfork. You know what I mean? I, I light um, all my pitchforks. It really helps me I, gather I, I use a fire. <laughs> I use a fire enchantment on my pitchfork and my crops are all burning. (laughs) 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 And um, he responds to this question with like, oh, I don't know. I just think it's neat. (laughs) 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 And at that point, the wolves were out. Like they they tore him a new jugular. Like (laughs) it was vicious. And, you know, he deserved it. Um, Except I don't know if he did because it was kind of the college's mistake of like inviting the wrong dude. Um, but yeah, an iconic art lecture. Um, and after that, I transferred to a science program. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a really good beginning of, of college. That happened our first year. It was like early in our yeah. first year too. It was literally our first quarter. Cause like <laughs> straight up right after that, I changed and I changed my major to start getting a BS. <laughs> so that was my beginning of my now, like I work in labs and stuff. So, you know, scared me straight. <laughs> <laughs> no more of that liberal arts for you. So I recently watched um, Kiki's Delivery Service, right? Um, oh, I love that movie. Uh, yeah, great movie. Really love Ghibli. I watch a lot of Ghibli um, because I'm learning Japanese and they're like directed at kids. So it's sort of like easy to understand Japanese. Um, Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Is it because you, you speak Japanese pretty well and you no. you're around people who have the pronunciation. <laughs> okay, well, better than me. Um, relative. Um, oh. So you say, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? It is Ghibli. Or does it matter? In, in Japanese, it is Ghibli. I was raised saying Ghibli, so I tend Wait. to say it in English. Ghibli? Ghibli. That sounds like something... There's no there's no I... L in Japanese. It's written um, in Romaji. It's written in the English alphabet. Um, so it is G-H-I-B-L-I. And if I remember correctly, it's the name of some like old plane engine or something that Hayao Miyazaki... What the fuck? Um, ...was really into. He, he likes planes or something. I can't remember. I looked it up once. Um, Good for him, I guess. But because there's no L and there's also no R, there's only like... It's sort of... Uh, like a hard, like Spanish R, but a little bit softer than that. Um, it's G B D G B D. That sounds cute. It kind of sounds like something Crazy Frog would say. Yeah. <laughs> what is? <laughs> to be fair, I'm, I've never seen Miyazaki Hayao and Crazy Frog in the same room, so. do you remember oh god i hope people remember crazy frog but do you remember like how he wore a hat and no pants and had a little dick out a little dick out and i remember just a little dick out it took me a long time to realize his dick was out i had seen a lot of crazy frog videos before i was old enough to be like oh that's not normal i don't usually see a dick in music videos (laughs) i'm still like not convinced it was actually there 
Oh, you it, know, it I'm not sure. It is. That's a whole God. dick and balls there. Well, but you know, and it, and they say we're all gay because that show Naruto. Where meanwhile, Crazy Frog was out there, dick out. I will say <laughs> this is another thing that's because we're American. We just don't see a lot of dicks in children's media. Um, there's dicks. That's true. Everywhere yeah. here. <laughs> every every children's cartoon has a dick in it. That's a lie. It's like, is more... it required? <laughs> no, it's, it's more something from like, uh, like an older generation. I think. Like, I'm thinking specifically like Crayon Shinchan um, has like a whole mm. bunch. Oh of yeah. Um, oh god, yeah. I totally. And like, they showed um, like his parents like drinking beer and like being like belligerent. Oh, and that's shit. just like... normal. <laughs> My coworkers are always talking about uh, <laughs> drinking in front of the kids, like. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's normal here adults get drunk and i i think oh. that's swell i mean yeah <laughs> yeah there's something to be said about like <laughs> lying to kids about it and then they find out and just like oh yeah i have no like mental preparation which is why like they it's treated as like such a taboo thing for yeah so long. I, I don't know if that's true i guess like, i don't know if i can compare that underage drinking is definitely a thing here but not in the way it is in america like Kids aren't going out and throwing wild vodka parties. At least here in the I'm I'm in like the fucking middle of nowhere, um, Inaka countryside. Mm. Um, maybe in maybe those Tokyo hardened Tokyo kids are going crazy, but <laughs> the kids in Tokyo, I'm sure, like already on like the next shit. They're doing G and K. Yeah, like they're <laughs> skins Japan. They're riding the magic dragon. Yeah, <laughs> they're playing Spyro. All of this tangent to say, I watched uh, Kiki's Delivery Service recently. <laughs> right, yes. <laughs> um, I think the whole movie is about beginnings. Watching it, like, what I remembered was that the beginning was about beginnings. And then, like, by the end of the movie, she's done beginning. Um, if that makes any sense. Like, a brief synopsis of the film is that a witch goes out on her own, starts a new life in a city gets a job using her power to fly and then loses her power as she like becomes more of an adult and then at the end gets mm -hmm. it back through the power of friendship and saving people's lives um, she meets a nice lesbian and a boy with glasses I love Ursula. and also there's a buff baker who i've wanted to marry ever since i was a child i get that <laughs> yeah and ursula has like ghibli <laughs> <laughs> like so I actually watched Kiki's Delivery Service as my first Ghibli movie before mm -hmm. I even knew what Ghibli was. Like the first the time, like I watched, yeah, like the first time I watched, like with intention, was like Spirited Away, and mm -hmm. that's when I like got into like other films. But like I watched Kiki's Delivery Service just because like, like it was available to my older sister and I, and like we were so into it. Mm -hmm. Like would play games together, like with it, and like I think it's like, like. There are other, like, uh, obviously, like, Ghibli is, like, all very, like, kid-friendly and, like, mm -hmm. showing, like, the wonders of, like, childhood adventure and stuff. But also, like, I'm saying that, but, like, also, like, my favorite one is, like, Nasca Valley of the Wind, oh, which, yeah, like, yeah. can be argued to talk about beginnings, but, like, I guess I can compare it better to, like, Ponyo, where, like, showing the joy of, like, people beginning a new life for themselves mm -hmm. is like so uplifting yeah <laughs> like i'm trying to think of like other media that like does it as well like I, other movies or shows because i think that like like a lot of the stuff i've been watching lately has been like kind of like satirical comedies or like 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just, like, not as earnest. uplifting in that way. <laughs> and Earnest. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, even, like, so I'm watching the new Drag Race because I don't want to get my gay card removed. And, like, even that, like, it's, it's like, exciting or whatever. <laughs> it's mostly, like, I watch it just so I can, like, just have conversations with other gay people about it pretty much. <laughs> like, I, I like some of the new queens, but, like, I'm definitely, like doing it because like i'm excited for that portion the show itself it like is sometimes so referential and so masturbatory that like for example i say that because the last episode was like an acting challenge Mm -hmm. where they just are like writing their own scripts but referencing past iconic episodes and i was thinking like Rather than making an iconic episode, they're referencing better episodes they have done before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it's it's really, like, grisly. It's a really grisly, like, way to, like, make, like, a, a product or, like, a, a, a art for our purposes of the conversation. It's it's uh, just encouraging to make an art with that intention, I guess. Because, yeah. like, we're, like, we're kind of riffing off of, like, some other programs. Like, I feel like choosing like one subject to talk about is very on like getting off topic i feel like we're also like i just like want it to be that earnest i guess you know maybe this is the mission statement (laughs) (laughs) earnesty is praxis yes in the like climate of art that we're in right now earnesty is praxis i love that (laughs) okay um well i love this discussion i think that this was a very good beginning um Let's take a break um, and let's do some ads. Are you ready? Okay. One plus one. Two. Three plus four. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, eight. Nope. <laughs> wow. Wow. This has to stay in. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. I'm listening. They switch us to calculators very young. <laughs> okay bitch i can do simple addition though (laughs) my middle schoolers still don't have calculators they don't own them anyway i didn't have have, i didn't have abacus club growing up so (laughs) (laughs) okay let's take a break and let's make an art and then um we'll share it okay Okay? yeah um so i did google uh crazy frog and sometimes his dick is there and sometimes it's not I watched the video for Axel F, um, still slaps, and it, like, didn't show it, but it, you did see his high knee, um, and that's fun, so. I do love, I do love a yeah. cartoon what do you frog's high knee. What do you think that Infowars meant when he was saying they're putting chemicals <laughs> in the water to turn all the frogs gay? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, <laughs> I don't need to know. I just need to I mean, accept I, that as blind I choose fact. to believe it, you know? <laughs> it's something I've, like, built my world values around, but, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so what kind of art did you make, Joey? Um, I just wrote half a page of words. Okay. And Would... then barely edited them. I think I crossed out three words and changed them to synonyms. Ooh, okay. Would you would you care to share yours first? Sure. <clears throat> Gertrude Stein once said, to begin again and again is a beautiful thing. Well, I... <laughs> Funny that it was her that I began with. 
I began with meditation, maybe seven months ago. Just sit, I was told. I don't do much sitting now, but I can always begin again. Here today we are beginning. Like always, it's a worry. Of good enough. Of cringe. But next time we'll just begin again. Now on the path, I wonder if this is a good first step. But I remember that all first steps are good, even as they begin again and again. Thank you. Yay! Snaps. Snaps. <laughs> you can't see it, but I put on a beret. I'm, I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. Right now. <laughs> so, who's Gertrude Stein? I know the name, but like... You know, uh, for she, for the plebs I listening at home. <laughs> um, so I am remembering this from like my first year of college, which is referenced in there. But I think uh, she wrote in the 30s and 40s um, that what I was referencing specifically was um, composition as something. I don't know. It had composition in the word. Well, I'm um, but she was a poet and an essayist um, who wrote really opaque essays that um, when I was first started in college, like I thought were intentionally hard to understand um, mm-hmm. and kind of stupid. And yet the line to begin again, again and again is a beautiful thing, which I think is an indirect quote mm. um, has stuck in my head forever. I think about it all the time. Um, it is. Yeah, uh, I'll incorporate that into my worldview. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone curious, <laughs> it is Gertrude Stein composition as explanation. Um, ah, yes. Yeah. She was only five foot one, little lady. <laughs> no, no. I've I've seen her read um, uh, a completed portrait of Picasso, which is one of her um, poems. Uh, I've seen her read it. No, I was gonna say live through a YouTube video where she read it live. <laughs> She's so tiny. She's a tiny woman. I was a tiny that. woman. I'm not sure her current status, but I can't I didn't, imagine. I didn't look at the bio that long. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I very much like that. I think you tied in kind of like the where we were kind of like joking, but kind of is again like the mission statement where we're both equally uh interested and embarrassed to do this (laughs) yeah and that was deeply embarrassing to read and i refused to edit it at all um, yeah fuck writing it it. i just i I did one stream of consciousness and was too embarrassed to edit it Um, no i i do that too if it's stream of consciousness it's like you know you can just blame you know the the flow of things if if you edit something then it's like your skill as an artist right? <laughs> then there's intention <laughs> that's how they get you kids never edit, <laughs> never edit. <laughs> we're gonna have like professional artists listen to this and just kill us they're gonna like put a they're gonna put a hit out on us I don't know. I like I like to hope that this is actually like the way to do things because like this is how I approach um Right now, I'm moving from, like, a, a point in my life where I was just free light writing a whole bunch to, mm-hmm. like, now, like, stories are starting to come. Um, and I just reached the point where I'm starting to put, um, like, structure to a novel I'm thinking about. I don't know if I'll ever read it, but I'm just Ooh. sort of, like, putting the structure there. Teasers for anyone um, out there looking yeah, for a, a right. young ingenue <laughs> writing their first Expecting novel. 2033. <laughs> yeah. Get fucking ready. <laughs> no, but... Um, I like it, I needed like the the six months of just like 
free writing without any expectation in order to get to the point where I can even think about adding artifice into it and adding skill into it. And even then, like, I'm not, like, really honestly drafting scenes and, like, thinking about the structure as it would be read. I'm just, like, playing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's healthy. I hope that's healthy. Yes, bitch. Yes, it absolutely <laughs> it's what, is. It's what gets me writing and it gets me creating is like keeping as little pressure on it as possible. Um, right. And slowly building that pressure up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think like, so I'm sure many people can relate to this who like kind of have the imposter syndrome with like the like label artist is like, I've always mm-hmm. thought of myself as a very creative person but I wasn't creating a lot of art. Like I wasn't doing the create part of creativity and I'm trying to change that now. You know, it's something you do actually have to like carve out time for, which is like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard hard because like, it's, it kind of sucks at the beginning. Again, that's why this episode (laughs) is going to kind of suck at the beginning. Large, (laughs) large swaths of art just aren't fun. And so it's hard to make time for that. (laughs) But it eventually like the feeling that you get, after doing it i think is like Mm. makes it all worth it and honestly like just as like a human like we should all be making more art it's like such a human thing Mm -hmm. to do like even if it's bad or whatever like just make art whenever the fuck hold on we're coming to a close i have to read my thingy um joey ask me about my art ask me about what i did uh bailey um so you made a little bit of art would you would you like to tell me tell me what what shape it is um so i put it on something square um i thought oh i guess it's actually a rectangle fuck i'm already lying wow (laughs) (laughs) part of the art i see uh my art is lying Um. (laughs) (laughs) you were talking about artifice and i felt really inspired um big shout out to um i know we're this should have been in the beginning part of the discussion, but big shout out to the chicken Russian doll who's just like, uh, yeah, I'm really into this new form of art called plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> the, real, the real inspiration behind this. <laughs> truly, truly. She's also the one who says, if nobody eats my fucking birthday chicken, I'm going to kill myself. <laughs> I think yeah, about her. The birthday chicken. It looked really good. I think about her every day. Um, okay. <laughs> So what I what I did is I uh I did a poem, um because you okay. know it's like my most like natural way to interface creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, I will venture to do other stuff um in other episodes, but we're like I, we're just gonna let this flow natural. Yeah, it's the beginning. It's okay to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually did two, and I chose the one that I like better. Um, not to brag. <laughs> <laughs> one critic already loves it <laughs> all right well please please read a little bit yes the start is the scariest part i'm a naturally nervous person who acts dangerously anyway roller coasters make my stomach ache so i've become a different kind of thrill seeker one who will try new things even if they'll hurt because i've started over enough times to know when they probably won't the anxiety I feel is nothing compared to the thought of stagnation. I don't ever want to stop beginning. Thank you. Can you hear my snaps? It's not coming across Discord. I didn't hear it the first no, time, um, so I have the knife to my throat. Um, suicide <laughs> warning, I guess? Um, God. Well, I, I thought that was really swell. <laughs> 
Gee, gee golly. Um, thank you. I loved, I loved you incorporating your long-term battle with nausea in it. Um, yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> it comes across in my art a no, lot. I, <laughs> as well it should. Yeah. Um, no, I, I completely got that, and I, I really liked it. Oh, thank you. I think that this has been a very successful first episode. Um, I think it would be really fun on air um, to give people a peek behind the curtain, but not too much of a peek. You know, we gotta leave a little bit of mystery for later. Um, we have a list of potential subjects, and I think it'd be really fun um, to choose them like towards the end of the episode, so that uh, we have something that we're thinking I didn't about. Know we were doing this. I don't have the list ready. <laughs> oh, I do. Don't worry. Um, okay. <laughs> well, I guess you need to see it too. Otherwise, I'm just gonna read all the bullshit we have, because um, it's long. I keep adding to it. <laughs> so you sh- yeah, work on getting <laughs> that open. Um, um, but if we do ever get like a listener who gives a shit, um, maybe if we <laughs> a listener <laughs> who gives a shit, a listener, yeah, um, and they have ideas, we can add it to the list. Um, is there anything jumping out immediately? Immediately. Sweat daisies blue, the moon. Yassification, the American Midwest. Some of these, some of these are a little like timely, um, which is really funny because everything that tries to be timely ages like milk. Um, so I feel like with the bimbo and bimbofication and yesification, I feel like we've already missed our window. <laughs> I mean, it's still there. It is still there. We can, we can do a retro a yassification a retrospective. retrospective. I did. An I misread pineapples as the Philippines, and I was like, oh shit, I don't have all the I, opinions, but... Well, I do, but I don't think this is the place to dump a lot of uh, <laughs> geopolitics. Um, <laughs> um, um, let's do one of like the first ones. Like, Let's do like towards the beginning of the list. Let's do wet. Are you fine with that wet? Oh, wet. something wet I'm already wet, wet and i'm ready just thinking about it okay well i'm gonna highlight this in the doc so that we know um okay um so anybody who listens to this whenever the fuck i don't know how we're doing this um look forward to that um we are thinking <laughs> about doing this m- maybe like once a month or once every two weeks if like we really feel mm. like it um just like we're in we're in our growing stages. We we we're, we're very passionate right now, and we're hoping to keep it going in a way that's like not stressful. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I yeah. have a job. And yeah. I'm not even looking at the mic anymore. Employed. <laughs> yeah, you're already working. I'm employed. You're so busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> got I got three computers open, stock market, graphs. You know. Yeah. Um, well yeah so we'll release another episode when we release it yeah um, and it'll be wet it'll be wet <laughs> well this has been secondhand thoughts thank you so much for listening and we look forward to uh inflicting our art on you again next time bye-bye goodbye now bye-bye bye-bye now bye-bye, bye-bye. thank you for listening to secondhand thoughts intro music was Locked Up, parentheses, Chowder Time, by Kaleidoplasm, from the album Tangerine Amoeba Apartheid Heartbeat 4, provided under Creative Commons, zero license.
Welcome to Secondhand Thoughts. This is a show about making art and kind of about plagiarism. The reason I say that is because all art is iterative of other art. So we're just going to kind of bumblefuck and talk about whatever we want and make art out of it. You may have noticed that we're going to steal some shit and make a commentary. We might accidentally quote. We might make a reference. You might catch on to that. And that's great. Uh, my name is Bailey. I am a human being who's of the homosexual variety. <laughs> With me today is... Hi, I'm Joey. Um, jury's still out on the human part. Uh, I have slept with men as well. <laughs> okay. I mean, that is the standard that we require to be on this podcast. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> Yeah, I was debating if, like, I care enough to talk about my profession, but, like, nah, I don't need to know all that. I think, so, I think it's for the best I keep I wanna... mine separate from this, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I think the same. Um, so, I want to start off with a question for you, Joey. Okay. Do you feel like an artist? Do you feel like an artist? Um, I do feel like an artist, actually. Um, I do, too. But like in that in that nebulous like human being kind of way, and not in that I make or sell art. <laughs> yeah, like not professional, but very much an artist in the way that I think every other human being is an artist. But so few people like like are willing to take on the identity unless they've mm. been like paid for it in some way, which is like stupid. You know, people are cooks when they're like passionate about it whether or not they're paid for it or not you know what i mean or yeah. like a baker or whatever i'm a cook um, and i'm not even passionate about it i just every <laughs> night i have to have dinner and i hate it right <laughs> forced to spoon shit into your garbage body we all have to do it um so in the same way this is going to be a podcast focusing on the creation side of creativity because um as we've established we're both artists and um, I think that it is more useful to collaborate and to talk about stuff to inspire ourselves and maybe somebody else out there. Like, I'm not here to pretend like we're going to, like, actually help anybody. Um, but we might say something here and there that, like, you know, that could be interesting for someone, I bet. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so each Absolutely. episode, we're going to... Absolutely. Um <laughs> The spirit of Gia Gunn's going to haunt this podcast. <laughs> I can feel it now. She's already here with us tonight. <laughs> I We're going to find out we have a lot of problematic faves, Gia Gunn being a, in the Pantheon. Gia, if you're <laughs> here right now, stand- can you move the microphone? <laughs> <laughs> Do you smell that? It's fresh tilapia. <laughs> God. Okay, fuck. We're going to get canceled already. <laughs> Okay, so each episode we're going to basically have just a single word, and whether or not we stay on topic is beside the point. It's going to be the framework that we'll refer back to, but I'm sure we're going to wander our way all over the place. So, beginning is, our topic is beginnings. (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? Yeah, that's a good thing to... We're starting with, we're starting with beginnings, exactly. So, Joey, have you ever began anything? Um, Bailey, I begin something every day, and that is the day. Oh, <laughs> oh wow! I That's wake beautiful. up every morning, 
against my better judgment. Um, and I start the day <laughs> and I, you know, mornings are actually really important to me. Like I, I have a whole ritual. It's sort of like my holy time. Where you show um, your hole. Yeah. I show my hole usually like I'm not sleeping with clothes on. Um, it's actually, that's Wait, a big, really? that's, yeah. Oh God. Yeah. It's I'm so big... sweaty at night. I need layers. <laughs> that does happen to me. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I just like grab a towel near my bed and lay it out and just go back to bed. It's the whole thing. Sob it up. <laughs> just sob it up. <laughs> um, but no, so like I I get up, um, I start my coffee, I put my bed away. Like I got a, I live in Japan, so I got like a futon. I got to fold it up and put it away. And then mm-hmm. I take my coffee I put a little bit on my altar for the ancestors. I drink some of it myself. I pull a tarot card for the day and just sort of like check like where we're going to be, where we're going to end up. And then I write uh, uh, longhand three pages in my journal um, and don't even post a picture very... of it on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's that's powerful. That's self-control. Um <laughs> I'm very, like, impressed. You have a very, like, thoughtful morning routine. Yeah, I love it. It's so important to me. Um, I wish it didn't feel like my day peaked right there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all downhill. It's all downhill <laughs> you wake up. You wake up and you climb an emotional mountain, and then you just ski down it the rest <laughs> of the day frowning. Yep. I go to work, <laughs> and I just sort of, like, sit. <laughs> <laughs> I also, okay, so I also love mornings, and this is, like, a new development, so I still also like nighttime, too, and I'll tell Mm -hmm. you how this bites me in the ass. I'm giving too much away. (laughs) Okay. So, I get up most days, like, around 5.30 for work, and it's, like, a whole little ritual I do with my cat, Um, Mm -hmm. and we, like, scream at each other, we both eat breakfast together, Um, he'll stare at me in the shower, because he's a pervert, and then, um, like, I, like, go off and, like, I wiggle around to go about my day. And then at the end of the day, we kind of, like, have our nighttime ritual of, like, uh, like getting each other ready for bed a little bit. It's so cute. But I also really like to stay up late. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yep. So I just don't sleep. <laughs> um, I sleep the absolute minimum I need to. I don't, like, unpopular opinion, like, I'll do a nap here and there if I, like, feel like I need it and it would, like make my waking hours feel more beneficial but i otherwise just fucking hate sleeping like (laughs) i have too much other shit i'd rather be doing does that make sense i i understand the feeling and i've been there at various points in my life but right now i fucking i'm in bed by i literally i'm asleep by 9 p.m every night (laughs) (laughs) so for beginnings um what is like something you began that you like we're really happy you, you like, started. Other than this podcast, which is, like, <laughs> we're going to be, like, the next, like, Joe Rogan. It's like, like, I can feel it now. need you to stop saying that out loud. <laughs> I'm manifesting. I, I, I don't need to. We're going to post a transcript, and Google's going to pick it up, and then it's going to be, like, SEO we're nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> God. Um, like, I think... Like, for me, I, I think of beginnings usually in terms of, like, practices. Um, and, like, the practice I began around my birthday, like, around um, fall of last year, uh, was that I started this, like, journaling practice of just doing three day three pages every day. Um, mm-hmm. And I got it. I've done it 
a few different times throughout my life. It's like I got it, the idea from like the morning pages, um, which is something that like some creativity experts, who is a, I think it's Julia Cameron, uh, really popularized it where you just you wake up and the first thing you do is you try to get all of your thoughts out of your brain while you're still sort of like half sleeping. Um, what do those thoughts normally like come out as? Because I feel like for me, <laughs> they'd be like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's just it. So I used to. I used to do it the way she recommends it, um, like writing in bed, just sort of like trying to get it all out. And it was painful. It, like, I am not, <laughs> I am not a human being at that point. I'm not thinking yeah. in thoughts or words. Like, <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> a, a string of sounds and me scribbling on the page. Um, so like, I'm just now... imagining like terrifying ink blots in your journal of just <laughs> yeah, like... Just whatever like in rorschach paintings you, like, like... <laughs> 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 um no so now now like my current practice is like you know i have the coffee i have the tarot cards it like usually it's like 30 minutes 45 minutes after i've woken up i start writing um mm-hmm. and it's just like it's it's changed my life it's revolutionized the way that i look at the world um wow <laughs> it's powerful. just it's like it's it's a time like I've I've thought about it as multiple things in my life uh, in the like six months since I've started doing it. But what I'm settling on right now is it's sort of like taking myself out on a date, like first thing in the morning, like I'm just spending some time with myself, getting used to my thoughts. Um, and it's a good practice of like having those thoughts, looking at them and then not, you know, reacting and judging i tend to judge myself a lot and it's nice not like have some time in the day where i'm not a bully (laughs) (laughs) i don't know anything about what you mean i have only positive self-talk and (laughs) um yeah i'm just like walking on air every fucking day actually so i'm super fucking sorry for you (laughs) (laughs) Um, i i think that's really sweet i think that's a nice way to like mentally check in with yourself because like Mm -hmm. i'll i don't necessarily do like journaling or anything like um the the one form of like art that I feel like the most confident in now and in Mm -hmm. always is like poetry Mm -hmm. like I'm not saying my poetry is good but it's like better now because I'm reading other people's work and like um like taking inspiration Mm -hmm. and like actually like understanding forms a little bit better or whatever the fuck I don't know I'm sounding (laughs) hoity-toity Oh, we got a poet like, up in here. We got a academic. Oh the, <laughs> like, I don't know why it's so embarrassing compared to, like, other art. I think maybe it's because, like, it's poetry because we're American. is something I was... <laughs> it's because we're American. Yeah. <laughs> if I was French, I wouldn't give a shit. I'd be smoking a fag. And... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you often do. Uh, but... <laughs> yeah. I smoke them like salmon. <laughs> I put oh, them in a box with some wood oh, chips. God. And... <laughs> Um, but, like, it's one of those things where, like, I absolutely loved, I absolutely loved writing, uh, poetry as a teenager, but it was so depressive. Like, I remember Sylvia Plath was, like, the first poet that, like, I really connected with, Mm -hmm. um, which tells you some things about me. (laughs) (laughs) I already knew this And what I was writing. But I'm no longer trying to, like, write that, like, very, like, tragic type of poetry. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I I still enjoy, like, exploring those themes. But, mm-hmm. like, I now prefer other artists who don't necessarily dwell in that, like, 
Mm-hmm. Or they go about it differently. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it feels less depressive and more so like expressive. Wow, that's great. That's I should that's sell already that poetry. Somebody. Like you're that's poetry. You're here live on on air. Poetry. I I also I don't read a lot of poetry, but I really love the idea of it. I think about it a lot. The idea of poetry. <laughs> <laughs> the concept. The raw concept. <laughs> I love I love the I, I do actually so like I read poetry, I just don't seek it out. Um but like I've been greatly impacted by things that like I find on the internet. Like on my Tumblr I'm often getting I follow people who like poetry, so that's probably Yeah, a, there's honestly <laughs> There's, like, surprisingly really great poets, like, online. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually got, um, oh, God. Okay, so here's the part where we bring, like, media. I, you don't have to do this, but, like, I brought in, like, a poem. Um, <laughs> of, like, it's not my own. We're going we're gonna to make art after the show. We should have said that in the intro. Each episode, we're going to basically take the inspiration from our conversation and before the episode's over, we have to make an art out of it. And the art can be like a poem, um, a little screenplay, like it could be whatever the fuck. It could be a knock-knock joke. It could be an interpretive dance and the other one has to describe it or whatever. Like, I'm doing obviously a we're gonna decorated get... rock pet every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, might have to transition to a video uh, <laughs> show if that's the case. Um, so we'll try to keep it entertaining for audio for our, if anything, just for our own sanity. Um, so um, one of the poems um, that I brought is actually the one that got me back into writing poetry. Um, this is a shout out to Rachel McElroy of the McElroy podcast fame. Um she does the show Wonderful with her husband Griffin, mm-hmm. and she, uh, like, well, every once in a while I'll do a segment called Poetry Corner, and I really enjoyed listening to it, and what I've really enjoyed about her taste is that it's very, like, approachable forms of poetry. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't take a whole, like, hour to dissect it. Like, it's very much just describing an experience and, like, anybody could pick up meaning from it. Yeah. And, like, uh, it's it's generally more, like, or, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Whatever. <laughs> I think I think I get it. Like, so, what I like about poetry is that it's, it's, like, the human experience is so complicated. And we try to make it, mm-hmm. we come up with all these words to try to make it, like, easy to explain. And we kind of make do with them. Um, but I like mm-hmm. poetry that they sort of like, it sort of like accepts how difficult it is to describe just normal human experiences. Um, yeah, that's honestly, I, I'm, you actually helped me find the words, which is funny because that is how I feel about poetry is that we have these complicated human experiences. And I feel like many of the poems that I'm most drawn to are ways of phrasing that incredibly like human mm-hmm. experience or feeling in a way that like, you just see it and you're just like, yes, that's it. You did it. You yeah, found yeah, the words yeah, for absolutely. it. <laughs> like, that's what makes me so excited. Like, whenever I hear, like, a poem, like, either, like, through Wonderful or, like, um, like on Tumblr, I'll see a bunch of, like, great poems. I'll buy the, like, whole poetry collection. Like, I have now, I have now a stack of, like, poetry books. Some of them I've read. Some of them I still haven't even cracked open. But even if I like one poem, I'm just like, great, do they have a book? Great. I'm going to put it in my cart. I'm going to buy it. <laughs> Um, and I found some really great stuff that way. Nice. So 
the poem that I'm reading is called Shedding Skin by Harriet Mullen. Um, this is the one that I wrote in the beginning of my poetry journal as kind of like inspiration mm-hmm. for the kind of stuff I wanted to write. All right. Pulling out the old scarred skin, old rough thing I don't need now. I strip off, slip out, leave behind. I slough off dead scales, flick skin flicks to the ground, shedding toughness, peeling layers down to vulnerable stuff, and I'm blinking off old eyelids for a new way of seeing. By the rock I rub against, I'm going to be tender again. Did I read that clearly enough? Yeah, I think it was clear. Okay. I was getting a lot of spit in my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the the difficulty of working with microphones. You're always going to have a lot of spit in your mouth. Um, I didn't spittle, though. Mm. You can. It's (laughs) not a video podcast. (laughs) I'm just going to start drooling. I'm going to let people figure out if I'm drooling or not from now on. A little ARG. (laughs) I do love... um, I think being American, we we listen to a poetry reading, and I think we both have to fight, like, making jokes afterwards, you know? <laughs> oh, totally. I mean, like, okay, here, so here's the thing, is, like, um, our one of our friends is, like, very good at, like, calling me out when, like, something is corny, mm-hmm. and I'll say that it's corny, and she's just like, whatever the fuck, it's corny. Great. <laughs> Corny's all right. That's fine. It's an okay thing. And like, yeah, this is like a corny ass poem about like trying to not be an asshole anymore, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like the, it's an admirable goal. I think like the reason why it was like my like gateway poem back into poetry is that the kind of imagery of like taking off old skin and trying to be tender again it's just Mm -hmm. like oh that was like the feeling that like I captured like in like the poems that I was trying to write as a teenager was like Mm -hmm. I just felt so raw and exposed and I was just trying to express that Mm -hmm. and like since then like I was like embarrassed about my poetry I like shared some of it but it was like not well received so I was just like okay well I'm never gonna do that again but I heard that poem and I'm just like you know what I'm going to try and be tender again. I'm going to try and like write about those softer parts of myself. And I'm not going to try to like, I'm going to try to not feel embarrassed about it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like, I don't write, I don't, I don't write poetry per se. You don't write. But I, <laughs> I write quite a lot actually. And like, I, I know this about you. This is why it's funny. <laughs> when I when I journal, like what I'm essentially doing is writing free form poetry just for me. Um, yeah, totally. And and I think like at times and still do regularly feel embarrassed by like trying to be just trying to be earnest in general, but especially on the page and like having to see my own um, writing and my own feelings like laid bare and laid bare usually not very well. Um, like. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I totally know what you mean. It's like, without the, like, like obviously, like, I'll read very talented poets. Mm-hmm. And, like, on one hand, I feel, like, jealousy because I'm just, like, I really want to, like, write how they do. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's just, like, well, that's something that comes with practice and yeah. like, more experience. Like, <laughs> if I don't do it, I'm not going to ever get there. Something that really helps is acknowledging, like, just how fucking difficult it is to to describe you know the human experience and like 
and express it yourself like express mm-hmm. it from your point of view um but like that's like what art that i think matters most does mm-hmm. you know like so i love going through museums um so uh another beginning i've been seeing a man um mm-hmm. and for one of our first dates we went to a museum and like going through a lot of the artwork there it is like you can kind of just tell like what is like somebody's like perception about something in the world or mm-hmm. like something specific happening to them and like what is like a man fe- having a feeling <laughs> for the first time <laughs> i'm talking specifically about like there's this one i wish i got his name i feel bad calling him out but i don't really of this dude who took photographs of people like mm-hmm. obviously people like having like hard lives and then he decided to take a photo of himself and then like put the photos right next to each other so this is like a slideshow mm-hmm. so on one side is the photos of these like hardened people on the other side is a photo of him trying to mimic their expression so he's like trying to like basically visually show him learning empathy and his eyes <laughs> in every photo are just like so soulless I and robotic it sucked the moon from the fucking sky like i really couldn't stand it <laughs> so like i'm not saying like all art is like good you know like not some or you know what i mean like all mm-hmm. art is like fun or important or can no hold on like, this is a hard <laughs> thing I, i'm not gonna try to generalize i guess um some art is bad yeah i I think so and some Uh of my some of my art is bad so you know i'm sure you'd have critiques for me it still says something about artifice and performative um empathy and things like that it's still like even bad art says stuff um just sometimes it says it bad (laughs) do you remember um so both joey and i we attended the same college if you want to uh dox us please don't um please don't please don't (laughs) we might we can consider editing that out (laughs) um i think it was our roommate and i i i can't remember if you were there attended a art lecture um this is like uh, again beginnings oh no i I skipped that one no i skipped it yeah i was going out with someone at the time and we had sex instead oh well, you honestly, I don't know. I honestly don't know what one would have been better for you. Because, <laughs> like, the, okay. So, this, they invited an artist. This is, like, at the beginning of the quarter. Beginnings. See, we're on topic. Um, and they invited this uh, visual artist uh, doing, I believe, oil paintings. And uh, what we found out after the fact is that he actually had the same name of the artist that they were actually trying to invite. This was a man of the same name, um, who did a lot of paintings that were, like, kind of, like, like, they were, like, just okay, like, I, a lot of them were, like, kind of shitty portraits or whatever, and it's just, like, yeah, this is, like, fine, I mean, like, he has a, a really rough style, like, maybe they're showing us this, like, on purpose or whatever. Um, and then, like, the end of the presentation, he's just like, and this is, like, my new collection that I'm so excited to show or some, some shit like that. And it was just portraits of women standing naked in a corner and pissing. <laughs> just, just pissing. And at this very liberal, liberal arts school, there were some people with some opinions about that. And, um, 
So like here's the thing is like what I've what I've since kind of developed like my opinion around mm-hmm. is like the concept's not bad. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of like like showing women like primal and gross and fucked yeah. up. Like I, I do kind of fuck with that. Like that's cool. And it's like, okay to make I really art. enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, okay. yeah. There's spaces for that. Um, but like so there were a lot of like very like feminist like speakers there like Mm -hmm. very much involved in like feminist politics and they're just like so like what is your intention with this Mm -hmm. like like they really offered him him, like an olive branch of just like so what's up (laughs) and he was just like this man just straight up like looked at this like crowd like about to light pitchforks and like torches and shit you don't light a pitchfork you know what i mean i, I light um, all my pitchforks it really helps me I, gather I, the hay. I use a fire <laughs> i use a fire enchantment on my pitchfork and my crops are all burning <laughs> 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 um, and um he responds to this question with like oh i don't know i just think it's neat <laughs> <laughs> and at that point the wolves were out like they they tore him a new jugular like <laughs> it was vicious and you know he deserved it um except i don't know if he did because it was kind of the college's mistake of like inviting the wrong dude um but yeah an iconic art lecture um and after that i transferred to a science program <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was a really good beginning of of college that happened our first year it was like early in our yeah. first year too it was literally our first quarter because like straight up right after that i changed and st- I changed my major to start getting a BS. (laughs) So that was my beginning of my now, like, I work in labs and stuff. So, you know, scared me straight. (laughs) (laughs) No more of that liberal arts for you. So I recently watched um, Kiki's Delivery Service, right? Um, Oh, I love that movie. uh, Yeah, great movie. Really love... Ghibli. I watch a lot of Ghibli um, because I'm learning Japanese and they're like directed at kids, so it's sort of like easy to understand Japanese. Um, Can I interrupt you real quick? Yeah. Is it because you, you speak Japanese pretty well and you're no. around people who have the pronunciation? <laughs> okay, well, better than me. Um, relative. Um, oh. So you say, is it Ghibli or Ghibli? It is Ghibli. Or does it matter? In, in Japanese, it is Ghibli. I was raised saying Ghibli, so I tend Wait. to say it in English. Jibiri? Jibiri. That sounds like something... There's no there's no I... L in Japanese. It's written um, in Romaji. It's written in the English alphabet. Um, so it is G-H-I-B-L-I. And if I remember correctly, it's the name of some like old plane engine or something that Hayao Miyazaki... What the fuck? Um, ...was really into. He, he likes planes or something. I can't remember. I looked it up once. Um, Good for him, I guess. But because there's no L and there's also no R, there's only like... It's sort of... Uh, like a hard like Spanish R, but a little bit softer than that. Um, it's G B V G B D. That sounds cute. It kind of sounds like something Crazy Frog would say. Yeah. <laughs> what is? <laughs> to be fair, I've never seen Miyazaki Hayao and Crazy Frog in the same room. So, <laughs> <laughs> do you remember? Oh God, I hope people remember Crazy Frog, but do you remember like how he wore a hat and no pants and had a little dick out? Just a little dick out. And I remember... Just a little dick out. It took me a long time to realize his dick was out. I had seen a lot of Crazy Frog videos yeah. before I was old enough to be like, oh, that's not normal. I don't usually see a dick in music videos. <laughs> I'm still like not convinced it was actually there. Oh, you it, know, it I'm is. I'm not sure. It is. That's a whole God. dick and balls there. 
Well, but you know, and it, and they say we're all gay because that show Naruto. Where meanwhile, Crazy Frog was out there, dick out. I will say <laughs> this is another thing that's because we're American. We just don't see a lot of dicks in children's media. Um, there's dicks. That's true. Everywhere yeah. here, <laughs> every every children's cartoon has a dick in it. That's a lie. It's like, is more, it required? <laughs> no, it's, it's more something from like. Uh, like an older generation, I think. Like I'm thinking specifically, like Crayon Shinchan um, has like a whole mm. bunch. Oh of yeah. Um, oh god, yeah. I totally. And like they showed, um, like his parents like drinking beer and like being like belligerent. Oh, and that's shit. just like, normal. <laughs> My coworkers are always talking about uh, <laughs> drinking in front of the kids. Like <laughs> it's just it's normal here. Adults get drunk, and I I think oh. that's swell. I mean, yeah. Sometimes. Yeah, there's something to be said about, like, <laughs> lying to kids about it, and then they find out and just, like, oh, yeah, I have no, like, mental preparation, which is why, like, they, it's treated as, like, such a taboo thing for yeah. so long. I, I don't know if that's true, I guess. Like, I don't know if I can compare that. Underage drinking is definitely a thing here, but not in the way it is in America. Like, kids aren't going out and throwing wild vodka parties, at least here in the, I'm I'm in, like, the fucking middle of nowhere, um, Inaka countryside. Mm. Uh, maybe in maybe those Tokyo hardened Tokyo kids are going crazy, but <laughs> the kids in Tokyo, I'm sure, like already on like the next shit. They're doing G and K. Yeah, like they're skins Japan. They're riding the magic dragon. Yeah, <laughs> they're playing Spyro. All of this tangent to say, I watched uh, Kiki's Delivery Service recently. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> um, I think the whole movie is about beginnings. Watching it, like, what I remembered was that the beginning was about beginnings. And then, like, by the end of the movie, she's done beginning. Um, if that makes any sense. Like, a brief synopsis of the film is that a witch goes out on her own, starts a new life in a city, gets a job using her power to fly, and then loses her power as she, like, becomes more of an adult. And then at the end gets mm -hmm. it back through the power of friendship and saving people's lives. She meets a nice lesbian and a boy with glasses. I love Ursula. And also, there's a buff baker who I've wanted to marry ever since I was a child. I get that. <laughs> yeah. And Ursula has like Ghibli. <laughs> <laughs> like so, I actually watched Kiki's Delivery Service as my first Ghibli movie before mm -hmm. I even knew what Ghibli was. Like the first the time, same. like I watched. Yeah, like the first time I watched, like with intention, was like Spirited Away, and mm -hmm. that's when I like got into like other films but like i watched kiki's delivery service just because like like it was available to my older sister and i and like we were so into it mm -hmm. like would play games together like with it and like i think it's like like there are other like uh, obviously like ghibli is like all very like kid friendly and like mm -hmm. showing like the wonders of like childhood adventure and stuff but also like i'm saying that but like also like my favorite one is like nasca valley of the wind Oh, which yeah, like yeah. can be argued to talk about beginnings but like i guess i can compare it better to like ponyo where like showing the joy of like people beginning a new life for themselves mm -hmm. is like so uplifting yeah <laughs> like i'm trying to think of like other media that like does it as well like other movies or shows because i think that like like a lot of the stuff i've been watching lately has been like kind of like satirical comedies or like you know what i mean like yeah. it's just like not as Earnest. uplifting in that way <laughs> and 
earnest. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, even like, so I'm watching the new Drag Race because I don't want to get my gay card removed. And like, even that, like, it's, it's like exciting or whatever. <laughs> it's mostly like, I watch it just so I can like, just have conversations with other gay people about it pretty much. <laughs> like, I, I like some of the new queens, but like, I'm definitely like doing it because like, I'm excited for that portion. The yeah. show itself, it like, is sometimes so referential and so masturbatory that like, for example, I say that because the last episode was like an acting challenge mm-hmm. where they just are like writing their own scripts, but referencing past iconic episodes. And I was thinking like, rather than making an iconic episode, they're referencing better episodes they have done before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's really like grisly. It's a really grisly like way to like make like a, a product or like a, a, a art for our purposes of the conversation it's it's uh disencouraging to make an art with that intention i guess because yeah. like we're like we're kind of riffing off of like some other programs like i feel like choosing like one subject to talk about is very on like getting off topic i feel like we're also like I just, like, want it to be that earnest, I yeah. guess. You know, maybe this is the mission statement. <laughs> <laughs> Earnesty is praxis. Yes! In the, like, climate of art that we're in right now, earnesty is praxis. I love that. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I love this discussion. I think that this was a very good beginning. Um, let's take a break and, and let's do some ads. Are you ready? Okay. One plus one. Two. Three plus four. Oh, fuck. Um, uh, eight. Nope. <laughs> wow. Wow. This has to stay in. <laughs> listen, 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 listen. In I'm listening. They switch us to calculators very young. <laughs> <laughs> okay, bitch. I can do simple addition, though. <laughs> My middle schoolers still don't have calculators. They don't own them. Anyway, I didn't, have have, I didn't have Abacus Club growing up, so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's take a break and let's make an art and then um, we'll share it. Okay. okay? Yeah. Oh, um, so I did Google uh, Crazy Frog and sometimes his dick is there and sometimes it's not. I watched the video for Axel F. Um, still slaps. And it like didn't show it, but it, you did see his high knee. Um, and that's fun, so. I do love, I do love a yeah. cartoon what do you frog think, tiny. What do you think that Infowars meant when he was saying they're putting chemicals <laughs> in the water to turn all the frogs gay? <laughs> I have no idea. Like, <laughs> and I don't need to know. I just need to I mean, accept I, that I, as blind I choose fact. to believe it, you know? <laughs> it's something I've, like, built my world values around, but, like... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So, what kind of art did you make, Joey? Um, I just wrote half a page of words. Okay. And Would... then barely edited them. I think I crossed out three words and changed them to synonyms. Ooh. Okay. Would you Would you care to share yours first? Sure. <clears throat> Gertrude Stein once said, to begin again and again is a beautiful thing. Well, I... (laughs) Funny that it was her that I began with. I began with meditation, maybe seven months ago. 
Just sit, I was told. I don't do much sitting now, but I can always begin again. Here today we are beginning. Like always, it's a worry. Of good enough. Of cringe. But next time we'll just begin again. Now on the path, I wonder if this is a good first step. But I remember that all first steps are good, even as they begin again and again. Thank you. Yay! Snaps. Snaps. <laughs> you can't see it, but I put on a beret. I'm, I wouldn't expect anything less. <laughs> no, that was beautiful. Right now. <laughs> so, who's Gertrude Stein? I know the name, but like... You know, uh, for she, for the plebes I listening at home. <laughs> um, so I am remembering this from like my first year of college, which is referenced in there. But I think uh, she wrote in the 30s and 40s. Um, the what I was referencing specifically was um, composition as something. I don't know. I had composition in the word. Well, I'm good. Um, but she was a poet and an essayist um, who wrote really opaque essays that, um, when I was first started in college, like I thought were intentionally hard to understand um, mm-hmm. and kind of stupid. And yet, the line "to begin again, again and again" is a beautiful thing, which I think is an indirect quote, mm. um, has stuck in my head forever. I think about it all the time. Um, it is. And yeah, uh, I'll incorporate that into my worldview. Yeah. <laughs> For anyone curious, <laughs> it is Gertrude Stein composition as explanation. Um, ah, yeah. She was only five foot one, little lady. <laughs> no, no, I've I've seen her read um, uh, a completed portrait of Picasso, which is one of her um, poems. Uh, I've seen her read it. No, I was gonna say live through a YouTube video where she read it live. <laughs> She's so tiny. She's a tiny woman. I was love a tiny that. woman. I'm not sure her current status, but I can't I didn't, imagine. I didn't look at the bio that long. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I I very much like that. I think you tied in kind of like the where we were kind of like joking, but kind of is again like the mission statement where we're both equally uh, interested and embarrassed to do this. <laughs> yeah, and that was deeply embarrassing to read, and I refused to edit it at all. Um, yeah, after fuck writing it. it. I just I, I did one stream of consciousness and was too embarrassed to edit it. No, um, I I do that too. If it's stream of consciousness, it's like you know you can just blame, you know the the flow of things. If if you edit something, then it's like your skill as an artist. Right? <laughs> then there's intention. <laughs> That's how they get you, kids. Never edit. <laughs> we're gonna have like professional artists listen to this and just kill us they're gonna like put a they're gonna put a hit out on us i don't know i like i like to hope that this is actually like the way to do things because like this is how i approach um right now i'm moving from like a, a point in my life where i was just free light writing a whole bunch to mm-hmm. like now like stories are starting to come um, and I just reached the point where I'm starting to put, um, like, structure to a novel I'm thinking about. I don't know if I'll ever read it, but I'm just Ooh. sort of, like, putting the structure there. Teasers for anyone um, out there looking yeah, for a, a right. young ingenue <laughs> writing their first Expected novel. 2033. <laughs> yeah. Get fucking ready. <laughs> no, but um, I, like, it, I needed, like, the, the six months of just, like, 
free writing without any expectation in order to get to the point where I can even think about adding artifice into it and adding skill into it. And even then, like, I'm not, like, really honestly drafting scenes and, like, thinking about the structure as it would be read. I'm just, like, playing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think I think that's healthy. I hope that's healthy. Yes, bitch. <laughs> yes, it absolutely it's what, is. It's what gets me writing and it gets me creating is like keeping as little pressure on it as possible. Um, right. And slowly building that pressure up. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think like, so I'm sure many people can relate to this who like kind of have the imposter syndrome with like the like label artist is like, I've always mm-hmm. thought of myself as a very creative person but I wasn't creating a lot of art. Like I wasn't doing the create part of creativity and I'm trying to change that yeah. now. You know, it's something you do actually have to like carve out time for, which is like, mm-hmm. it's, it's some, hard. it's hard. Cause like, it's, it kind of sucks at the beginning. Again, that's why this episode is <laughs> yeah, yeah. going to kind of suck at the beginning. Large, uh, <laughs> large swaths of art just aren't fun. And so it's hard to make time for that. <laughs> but it eventually like the feeling that you get, after doing it i think is like mm. makes it all worth it and honestly like just as like a human like we should all be making more art it's like such a human thing mm-hmm. to do like even if it's bad or whatever like just make art whenever the fuck hold on we're coming to a close i have to read my thingy um joey ask me about my art ask me about what i did uh bailey um so you made a little bit of art would you would you like to tell me tell me what what shape it is um so i put it on something square um i thought okay. oh i guess it's actually a rectangle fuck i'm already lying oh, wow <laughs> <laughs> part of the art i see uh my art is lying um. <laughs> you were talking about artifice and i felt really inspired um big shout out to um i know we're in, this was, should have been in the beginning part of the discussion but big shout out to the chicken russian doll who's just like uh yeah i'm really into this new form of art called plagiarism <laughs> <laughs> the, real, the real inspiration behind this <laughs> truly truly she's also the one who says if nobody eats my fucking birthday chicken i'm gonna kill myself <laughs> I think about her in the birthday chicken. It looked really good. I think about her every day. Um, okay. <laughs> so what I what I did is I uh, I did a poem because um, you okay. know it's like my most like natural way to interface creatively. Mm-hmm. Um, I will venture to do other stuff um, in other episodes, but we're like I, we're just gonna let this flow natural. Yeah, it's the beginning. It's okay to be comfortable. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I actually did two, and I chose the one that I like better. Um, not to brag. Mm-hmm. <laughs> one critic already loves it <laughs> all right well please please read a little bit yes the start is the scariest part i'm a naturally nervous person who acts dangerously anyway roller coasters make my stomach ache so i've become a different kind of thrill seeker one who will try new things even if they'll hurt because i've started over enough times to know when they probably won't the anxiety i feel is nothing compared to the thought of stagnation i don't ever want to stop beginning thank you can you hear my snaps it's not coming across discord i didn't hear it the first They're time um so i have the knife to my throat um suicide <laughs> warning i guess um god well i i thought that was really swell <laughs> 
Gee, gee golly. Um, thank you. I loved, I loved you incorporating your long-term battle with nausea in it. Um, yeah, for real, dude. <laughs> it comes across in my art a no, lot. I... <laughs> As well it should. Yeah. Um, no, I, I completely got that, and I, I really liked it. Oh, thank you. I think that this has been a very successful first episode. Um, I think it'd be really fun on air um to give people a peek behind the curtain but not too much of a peek you know we gotta leave a little bit of mystery for later um we have a list of potential subjects and i think it'd be really fun um to choose them like towards the end of the episode so that uh we have something that we're thinking about we were doing this i don't have the list ready (laughs) oh i do don't worry um (laughs) well i guess you need to see it too otherwise i'm just gonna read all the bullshit we have um because it's long i keep adding to it (laughs) so yeah work on getting that open um um but if we do ever get like a listener who gives a shit um maybe if we (laughs) a listener who gives a shit a listener yeah um and they have ideas we can add it to the list um is there anything jumping out immediately immediately sweat daisies blue the moon yesification the american midwest some of these some of these are a little like timely um which is really funny because everything that tries to be timely ages like milk um so i feel like with the bimbo and bimbofication and yesification i feel like we've already missed our window (laughs) i mean it's still there it is still there we can can do a retro a a retrospective. retrospective i did an I misread pineapples as the philippines and i was like oh shit i don't have a whole I, lot of opinions but well i do but i don't think this is the place to dump a lot of uh <laughs> geopolitics um <laughs> um um let's do one of like the first ones like let's do like towards the beginning of the list let's do wet are you fine with that wet wet something wet already wet Wet. and i'm ready just thinking about it okay well i'm gonna highlight this in the doc so that we know um okay um so anybody who listens to this whenever the fuck i don't know how we're doing this um look forward to that um we are thinking (laughs) about doing this maybe like once a month or once every two weeks if like we really feel Mm. like it um just like we're in we're in our growing stages we we're we're very passionate right now and we're hoping to keep it going in a way that's like not stressful (laughs) yeah um i have a job yeah even looking at the mic anymore employed (laughs) yeah you're already working i'm employed you're so busy (laughs) yeah (laughs) i got i got three computers open stock market graphs you know um well yeah so we'll release another episode when we release it um and it'll be wet it'll be wet (laughs) well this has been secondhand thoughts thank you so much for listening and we look forward to uh inflicting our art on you again next time bye-bye goodbye now bye-bye bye-bye now bye-bye thank you for listening to secondhand thoughts intro music was Locked Up, parentheses, Chowder Time, by Kaleidoplasm, from the album Tangerine Amoeba Apartheid Heartbeat 4, provided under Creative Commons Zero License.